everybody, Mina here. Um, I want to share some information on Thrivecart. This is an kind of up and coming, I'd say it's kind of come up, but like still seems to be up and coming in some spheres. So we're gonna call it up and coming. Um, platform to host courses and things like that. Anything that you're selling for your blog. Now, I know that not everyone's like at the stage yet to sell and that's totally fine. We're not gonna be like pushing you to get this today. You do not need it today if you are not selling something immediately. In fact, I would recommend not purchasing something like Thrivecart until you've sold enough to make up the cost of it. So Thrivecart, as you can see when you come to the homepage, it has this like limited time offer and it's said that for like over a year now, um, I think for like two years. So to be honest, there's no, I don't know, there's no rush, like even it says it's guaranteed for, I think that's like five months roughly, and they just keep upping it. So don't stress too much. You're not like, they'll tell us before they change the pricing. Don't worry. But if you're looking to get something um, to host, especially courses, um, I would say courses, you need something like this. The free options don't really help, but I would probably start with a digital product first and then sell enough to get to here, which makes more sense. I didn't do it that way, I took the risk and I'm very lucky that it paid off um, and very grateful to be honest. But yeah, this is Thrivecart, it's a platform that I use. Um, when I was looking into starting my courses, I wasn't making good money from courses yet, so I couldn't, like I didn't really have a lot to spend on this. Um, I had just started making a bit of money from my blog at that point, because I uh, basically started my courses I started recording them before I got into Mediavine because I was so sure it was going to happen in that month. And then I got into Mediavine like after. So I didn't get any Mediavine money until after I had this all set up. Um, so I didn't have a ton to spend. So I was shopping around places like Teachable, Kajabi that I saw other people hosting stuff on. And my problem is that they were um, like monthly subscription fees. And you had to pay extra for like freaking everything, <laughs> for more people, for all sorts of like extra things that you would just need. And I was like, okay, I don't know how many people I'm going to get. I want to ensure that even if I get one person, they'll get to keep this course. <laughs> like They're not going to lose it because in a month I can't afford the payment for this platform. And that's where I found Thrivecart. Um, I will say I also got it recommended by a few people. The person that did influence me to get it is someone I no longer really follow or respect in the industry, so I'm not gonna hype them. Um, but I will say it's worked out. It's one of the recommendations that I do think they gave me good advice on. So yeah, this is Thrivecart. Um, basically when you show up, uh, for me I can sign in because I already have the account, but you would click get my lifetime deal now um, it does have a 30-day pay-for-itself refund guarantee, so if you try it, realize creating courses is not for you, they will refund you, which is great. So I've already logged into my account over here. Um, I don't know why it hasn't loaded yet. There we go. <laughs> so this is my account um, on my back end. So at this front bit, we can just see um, a little bit of like a snapshot of a week of my sales and stuff. And so you can search by each product. You can search the date. So for right now, it's just showing me like what up here is what happened today. Down here is the week. Um, and if you move along, you can see kind of where things are at. That yellow line is like an average daily based on this seven day period. So you can see it's kind of in the middle. Down here, we get a couple extra different things. So we get checkout views, orders, conversion rate, refunds, net revenue. 
I'm not going to read them all. You guys can read or pause to read. <laughs> but this is where you can find some stats that are a good like snapshot of what's happening. If you adjust these, so if I only wanted to see, um, let's say my like free ebook, you'll notice that then the revenue goes down to zero because it's a free ebook. And you can come down here and see what's happening. Um, those are going to be for today. So if I switch to all time, you will see once it loads, it takes a minute to load to be honest, you'll see a number of things down here and up here. Oh, that's because this is the special one for a promotion I'm doing. I probably should have shared the other one. There we go. There we go. So now we've got the other one. And it's interesting because it has a revenue, right? So you're like, okay, why is there a revenue if Nina, you said it was a free ebook? Because someone bought this and then they also bought the add-on. I'll show you a bit about how that works and how that processes. Now, sometimes you have to refund customers. There's no shame in it, honestly. Good businesses give refunds, in my opinion. Um, so when I have issues with like someone accidentally added on the bump and they can't afford it, I will undo it. As long as like, I'll show you how to check some stuff to make sure it's legit, but um, as long as I find out it's legit, I'm happy to refund people. Or if someone, let's say they bought a course, realized they wanted the other one, refund them so they can get the other one. So don't be put off by these refund rate areas. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to have them. Then we have commissions over here and orders from affiliates. So this helps you keep track of your affiliates and there's some more on this in other areas. There's a lot to Thrivecart. This is gonna be quite an in-depth video, which is why um, you will probably need to come back and rewatch it. <laughs> so you can customize the stats down here if there are other things you wanna see. So for example, if you wanna have shipping costs um, or if you want something for new customers instead of general customers, JV payouts, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but if you wanted to add that, recurring stats, or if you have um, like a membership or something, I'm starting to use that part of the platform now, so learning it a bit better, and then I'm probably gonna have to activate some of these. And you can even turn off the ones that just like kind of give you stress, or maybe if you don't wanna see the refunds, or if there's something here that just upsets you, I don't know why it would, but if it does, just turn it off. It's better not to have to like focus on them. And worst case, if you muck it up, you can always reset to defaults. Now over here, you can um, hide additional graph info, and this is for that graph at the top. I like seeing the info, so I like it. Um, also a cool feature is you can compare different products or different time periods. So if I wanted to compare how that ebook did, let's just say, uh, oh, I think I have to do all time because the other one's all time. Let's do last month. And then I'm going to set a custom range for last month was January. So let's do December. And again, give it a second to load. <laughs> it takes a minute. And then we can see views, sales, cart conversions, refund, refund rate, net revenue, da da da. Um, it's not going to compare it down here, it only compares it up here because it's just kind of a limitation of the software but you get a pretty good idea of the difference between them. So I didn't promote this in December. It wasn't really on my radar. So yeah, it didn't get many views in December and that's okay. Um, but clearly it's doing a lot better this month because I have two promotions happening for it. So that's kind of your dashboard when you first arrive here. Um, it automatically will default to all of your products and it will default to today. Um, and then give you some information on your site. So. I like this little window into my kind of processes here. Um, the next thing you're gonna want is your products tab. So the products tab is where you're gonna go to have all of your sales pages. So a sales page and the actual product are different. 
because some products, like if you have physical items, are going to need shipping and things like that. They don't need to be hosted like in a course, so they're not going to be in there. Some people as well, for things like um, an ebook like this, they will just deliver it via Google Docs. I've found that that is a bad strategy because number one, you can't update that Google Doc. It'll change the URL and then break everything. And I know that because I've broken everything a few times. So it's much safer to just have it hosted um, in here where people will get, yeah, like long-term access to it. Also, um, I'll show you guys a little bit later, but when you're showing people, like when they go to their dashboard, they can see all your other courses when they go to just open this one. So it does kind of work almost like long-term advertising too, in that they will constantly be seeing these other courses you have, the ones you decide to let them see. Um, and then that will give them the opportunity of, hey, you know what? I do want to upgrade to that next one because I see it all the time. It's in my mind. I really like your first thing. There you go. So here you have all your products. I have a few pages of them now. I don't know why it does this, but when you like, um, I had four, I just uh, deleted a couple things. But even before, if you went to three, then it would show four. It wouldn't like show all the way to four for some reason. Um, so your stuff is there. It just might be hidden. <laughs> now, um, to create a product, you just hit create product here. Then you decide if it's digital or physical. So I'm going to focus on digital because it's really all I do with Thrivecart and I think it's what most of us do. So you would create new product and you'll get the product area here. So whatever you name it, you want this to be the name that is going to appear on their invoice. It's what will appear in their checkout on the cart area. Um, so you don't want this to be where you put labels like, okay, I don't know, yeah, like that ebook, um, 50% off or something. Because people don't always need to know that if you're doing like a marketing strategy or something, or if you're gonna like tag it with something. You can do that in the label over here. So for example, when I do ones that are like maybe through a Facebook ad or something versus the normal checkout page so that I can track the stats, I will put Facebook ads in the label. Ebook would turn on. There we go. Let's just call it ebook one. Now, as you can see, the checkout page URL, just like your permalink on your site, will automatically update to whatever you typed into the product name. But you can change this. So if I wanted to do ebook FB ads, I can change it to whatever I want. Now, because I have multiple users on my site, I have myself, my copywriter, and my VA, um, I can select an owner. In fact, I have to. So I'll select myself, that way I'm not selecting my, um, my writer. <laughs> and then over here, you can select the product status. I leave it in test mode until I'm done. Um, live mode will mean that someone could purchase this. When it's in test mode, even if someone fills out their credit card information, they will not be charged. And that just ensures that like you and your VA can go through and test everything as you go, and you're not gonna like charge yourself a bunch of money <laughs> for testing your product. So let's leave this as is. Let's say this is what I wanted it to look like. You can either click next or just click on pricing. So I'll click on next. And this is where you set up your pricing options. So you can select your currency. I default to USD because that's what most online businesses do. And then you're gonna select product type. So you need to decide if it's a one-time fee, a subscription, a split pay, or a pay your own price. So what's the difference? One-time fee, pretty straightforward. You pay it once, you're done. That's typically where it's like, okay, you pay $17 for the ebook and you're out. Subscription fee is gonna be a monthly recurring fee and it will keep going until it's canceled. 
So with the subscription, you can see here, it can be monthly. You can do like an annual version of it. Maybe you're breaking it down daily for some reason. I don't really know, <laughs> but there's tons of options. And then there's, um, you can even select trial periods. If someone's going to get seven days free, say, you can give them the seven days free. You can even do 30 days for the trial period if you want, whatever you feel. Now you can see that you can select two prices as well. So the monthly price is going to be what they're going to pay every month. But today's price is if you have like um, a special on for their first month. So I know um, Jesse Festa of Travel Blog Prosperity does this where you get $9 for your first month. And then after that, it goes up. I don't quite remember how much. I think it's $49, but um, I might be wrong about that. And so one of the ways that she could do this, I know she doesn't use Thrivecart, but she would put nine here and then 49 here. And so for the first time, they'd be charged $9 for their first month, and then it'd go up to the monthly price. For that, you do not need to set the trial period. The trial period is a like fully free period. It's completely free. So yeah, if you do that by accident, you're going to give them a free trial and then also the $9 off for the first, or $9 for the first month. Then you can select how often you want them to, um, how often you want this to keep going. So if you don't want them to get a new bill every time, or maybe at a certain point, they just like keep access. Here we can do when they get um, an email that they've, like a kind of a new bill sort of a thing. I think it's good to send it on the recurring payment. That way they can keep track of it for their bookkeeping. And that way they're getting the alert of it. Because I know with memberships and subscriptions, people sometimes think like, oh, well, it's good because if they forget it, I'll make money. And it's like, yes, but we want to help our users. We don't want to like force them into indentured servitude in our membership. So I'd rather that they know that a recurring payment is coming <laughs> versus um, the alternative. Also because it does let them have this for their bookkeeping. And then limited quantity, you can set how many they can get. And this is going to be limited quantity um, for like anybody, not just for the one person. So if you only want to sell 100 membership slots, you're going to put 100 here, and that's as many as like, are available. Now, um, one-time fee, I should have said this, sorry. Same thing, price, trial period, limited quantity. I always set mine to unlimited. I've yet to do something where I'm like, okay, only five people can get this or something. Split pay is where you do like the payment plan. So after they finish their payment, they get to stay. With a membership, when they, if they don't pay one month, they lose access. But with split pay, let's say you do six months of like, it's a $600 course, $100 a month. I'm very bad at math, so we're gonna keep it with very simple math for me today. Um, so then it'd be 100 bucks. They'd pay 100 bucks for six months. Again, I would do the recurring payment email. And then um, at the end of that, they'd get to keep the entire course for life. Pay your own price is an interesting model where it's, um, I've used this once before for a retreat that I'm host or co-hosting, and when we had people on a payment plan, because we weren't doing it at like strict months and the price varied per month because of the way we had to break it up, um, we did pay your own price, where we asked them on the certain dates, come in, pay your payment plan amount, and we did it kind of based on trust because it was quite a small group. I wouldn't typically suggest that as a strategy. Instead, this is kind of more if you're like, okay, here's an ebook that's free, but if you want to pay two bucks for it or kind of like a buy me a coffee strategy, that can work. I've also seen, this is a physical store, so it's not a digital store, but one day every year, this ice cream shop in the university town I went to, um, and they were like fancy gelato, like super, super nice, vegan, dairy-free, 
um, gluten-free, all the frees. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. They did a free day where the money, I believe, went to the Canadian Institute for the Blind, but I'm not 100% sure. It's been a lot of years since I went um, to uni there. But they would do this one day a year where you could get ice cream for as cheap as you wanted, and you just paid what you wanted. So of course everyone paid a minimum of a dollar, that was kind of the deal expected. And even if you paid like five bucks, since the general ice cream was like usually probably seven, you got a deal, all the money went to charity, and you got ice cream. It was pretty great. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing is maybe if you had like a sale or like a birthday promotion or something where you want people to just pay what they can, this is where you could do that. So you can set a minimum price if you want, like maybe they have to spend a dollar if you want. Um, that's probably a decent idea if you're like, okay, this is something people should be paying for. And then it's cool because you can add thank you messages. So I mean, I wouldn't do like zero dollars, like fuck you, that'd be terrible. But <laughs> I might do like a hundred dollars, like oh my goodness, you're a saint, whatever. Like say whatever you want. Maybe you even like here you could add in a coupon code for something else or like a treat or something. Um, it should be text-based, so like putting a link here is a bit awkward because it won't hyperlink it. Um, but let's say they spent $100 and you're like, okay, if you spent $100 you were going to get a free t-shirt, here's the code, go redeem your free t-shirt sort of a thing. That can work as well. Again, I've never done that. I've, I stick with my one-time fee and my split pay so far. So for this one, I'm just going to price it at $7 because easy amount, that's what my lowest thing is priced for. We're not going to have a trial period because it's an ebook. We're only going to have one purchase and we're not going to set a limited quantity. And you can see here it will tell you your customer will be charged immediately $7. If I were to put trial period, it will say as soon as their seven day trial period ends. But we're not going to have a trial period. And now here's where you're going to like name this. And this is going to appear on your cart page. So an interesting thing is if you change the price here later, you have to go to this step and then manually change this. It only auto-populates the one time. So if I was to upgrade this to $17 in a year, I need to come in here and also add the one to this. Um, this is where you can tell someone if they can purchase like 10 of the ebook if they want to. For digital products, they're only gonna buy one, so I just set it to only allow one purchase at a time, just because, I mean, they, you don't want them purchasing five of the book if they don't have to, they don't need to. It's going to be digital regardless. So I always just leave that there. I do check this to make sure it's accurate, but it should be if it's the first time you did it. Um, I did want to say one thing about trial periods before we move on. Trial periods with Thrivecart, you have to put in a credit card. And so I know for a lot of us um, as users, we don't like having to put our credit card in to get something for free. And I totally get that. I mean, I hate it too, honestly. But Thrivecart does require it so they can automatically then bill after the trial period. So just kind of warn people that that's the case. Also, if you set something to $0, for example, my free ebook and everything, that Jasper ebook I just showed you guys, um, it's set to $0, but it requires a credit card. Why is that? It's because I have a bump offer, which is, I'll explain that in a second. Um, but essentially it's selling a product. And so because for someone to get that, they have to put in their credit card, Thrivecart defaults to needing a credit card, even for the freebie. The way to avoid this, don't have a bump offer, basically. Have just the freebie. Um, I will say there's pros and cons to this as well. It's frustrating. I was in a bundle over Christmas that I was pretty salty about, I'll be honest. 
um, because everyone else got to have bumps and upsells and stuff, but if you're with Thrivecart, you couldn't, even though it's not our fault as a platform limitation. Um, and I do understand that, like, they don't want to force people to, like, give their credit card and stuff because it's supposed to be free stuff. I get it. However, it, there's a marketing strategy to this stuff. If someone used their PayPal, like, there's a reason I have PayPal set up. I'll show you guys that as well. Um, it's, like, they just have to click to PayPal and nothing will be charged, and they don't have to run and get a card or anything. Um, so it doesn't seem that terrible, in my opinion, but, yeah. A cool thing, too, is you can add multiple pricing options. So, like, let's let's say we did that one. Now we're going to do that it's $1, or I guess $2 for four months. It's a dollar extra. Um, send them a recurring payment. And you can see here, they'll be charged $2 immediately, and then $2 every month after that, and then it'll tell you the total. And this is helpful if you're like me, and you're terrible at math. <laughs> so it'll remind you. Um, and then you'll see here, it gives it a name. And this is, again, where you want to check to make sure that this was correct if you change it later. Save, and then there you go. Um, now here you can set global quantity, and that means like if you said that it was unlimited for both of these, but there's actually only 10 of the thing available total, you could set it here. Again, for digital stuff, not really our focus. Now down here is calculate sales tax. So here you can calculate sales tax um, to help kind of for whatever your locale is. So it automatically has like these, that first one is Thrivecart. Then here you can select all the different types. So um, I would recommend speaking to your accountant about what you need to provide as to whether or not like you need to identify what it is. For example, if it is like an ebook, you can just put it, but then you need to double check what you need to do. So what I do is I build the taxes into the price of the thing because operating in USD from Canada, based on my accountant's advice, I am not an accountant, so I cannot guarantee this, um, I don't need to charge them like HST, which is the Ontario provincial tax. So instead, I build the taxes that I'm going to have to pay as um, an employee, employer, pardon me, or contractor to the government, instead of that person paying me a sales tax on top of it. So you can say, do not collect sales tax in the local country. Automatically, it will charge sales tax for wherever you're from. And I do find this quite good, if like, especially if you're from the EU or something, where you have to collect sales tax locally. For me, I have to do it if someone's Canadian, so I leave this on. So unfortunately, Canadians do have to pay me HST, but they can rebate it, the whole thing. Here you can say that you do not want to collect EU VAT um, or UK VAT. Automatically it will, but then you have to report it and then like pay it back to the UK and EU. Um, I do not know how that all works, so speak to an accountant. I'm not going to weigh in on that. But let's just say we leave those. Click next. You're going to have your address. It's okay for me to share because I'm not living here anymore, so it's okay. Um, and then there, it's done. And then at the bottom, you can customize your invoice if you want. I just leave it as is, but let's say we wanted to customize it. Here you get like an example of it, of like what this thing is, a fake total, because um, we just set the total, so this is just completely fake. You can upload your logo, adjust things as you want, um, but it can like, so if you want to say like, thanks for shopping or something, you can add whatever you want in there, change colors. Um, bottom text will go after the notification, so text goes here, sort of a thing. Um, yeah, I leave all of this alone. I just find it's not super needed, and I don't really care what my invoice looks like because I also don't look at them. 
here's the basic version where it's just like you purchase this thing. This is what shows up um, if you have a recurring payment where it's like, okay, you purchased this thing like already, you're being charged again. But you can add those buttons back in at the bottom. I would recommend having them if I were you because accessing purchase and customer support, if not, you will get a lot of messages of people who can't find stuff. So we're just gonna delete that because I just used the natural one. Now we have the bump offer. And so you might be thinking, okay, where is the checkout? We're getting to it. It happens later because we have to set this stuff up first for it to show up on the checkout. So a bump offer basically is like someone's going to buy this thing and now we're going to add something on top of it that's like, hey, before you go, here's this juicy offer. It's basically like when they put the candy bars um, beside the checkout at the grocery store. And the weak-willed among us, myself included, will pick one up almost every time. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like that. It's like, okay, before you go, here's this sweet deal that you'll really enjoy. Typically, it's something that you're going to discount, so or it's going to be something cheap. So, for example, if you were to like give away something that's, or probably add something that's like a hundred bucks, I'd probably take ten or twenty bucks off of it. Treat it like a tripwire. And if you're not familiar with that word, a tripwire is essentially an upsell. So if someone gets like your freebie, um, you know when it goes to that next page of like limited time offer, in 10 minutes this explodes or whatever, that's a tripwire. <laughs> but this one won't explode, it's just on the checkout page. But they can only get it when they buy this thing. Um, so I do find putting a deal helps. Otherwise doing just a low ticket item, so something that's kind of under $50. Um, yes, $50 sounds like a lot sometimes, but if the main product is $1,000, it's pretty small by comparison. So I often use um, my guest posting kit, which is typically $17, but I have it at seven for this. Um, and then yeah, it's just an upsell that someone can add on really quickly. So let's set one. So here we can say if it's digital or physical again, I wouldn't do a digital main offer and a physical bump, that seems challenging. <laughs> I would do um, maybe a physical main offer and a digital bump, like if it was like, okay, get this crochet thing and then get like a video guide, I don't know. So we're gonna call this ebook two because we're not being creative. And since our main is $7, I'm actually gonna price this at five. That way it should, I think it should always be lower than your main offer, um, unless it's like, no, I, I think it should always be lower. I've tested out where I tried putting like one-to-one -one kind of coaching and stuff here and I found it doesn't really convert because this is an impulse decision and no one impulse buys something that's like over $300 um, without having thought about it significantly first and if they've thought about it then it's not really a bump I guess by the technicalities of it. I'm not a funnel mastermind or anything this has just been a year of trial and error on my part. So let's just say we have this here um, now it says, should bump be pre-selected by default? And I'll show you what that means. Um, I always say no, because one time I accidentally had it set to yes, and the amount of people who just didn't look at the price of what they ended up buying, and this was back when I like, I tried to use my main um, SEO course, which was at the time was $697. And it was a bump for something that was like 50 bucks. It was ridiculous. It was such a mistake. It should have been the other way around. Um, and so I had four people buy it by accident because they didn't see that it was toggled on and didn't check the price at the end or like that it said it on the checkout page. People do that because they trust you. And so then they panicked and I got like 
it was hard because a couple of them were in Asia, so I was getting like panicked emails and stuff all through the night, but I was asleep, so I didn't notice. The second I did, I refunded them, but I caused them a lot of stress, and I really wish I hadn't done that. And so now going forward, I don't want this to be a scammy practice. I want this to be, yes, there's some marketing and psychology involved of like them just adding it in because it's like, ah, might as well. But like equally, those candy bars are there whether or not we want them. We know they're bad for us. We know that like they're not even that good, but we get to make that choice of if we want them or not. No one is forcing them into our bag before we say no. And that's what I think is important to remember. So for me personally, I never have this turned automatically on. I think it's a bad practice. And also, I just, I never want to wake up to that many panicked emails ever again. <laughs> Next, you have to set up your payment processors. So when you first sign up, you were going to, um, over in your settings, you're going to add in your payment processors. So you can pick through these different types, and then for each product, you set which ones you accept. So I do PayPal and Stripe personally. Um, I don't do Apple Pay or Google Pay. I don't know what authorized.net is. And if you have multiple accounts, you can add new and then switch to another account. I do it all through my main business account, so I just leave it this way. Um, but now that that's really it, you click, you toggle. Now that it's been preset, you add it here. It loads everything for you. Um, and I do, PayPal sucks. I know PayPal sucks. Honestly, Stripe sucks too. It takes 2.9% plus uh, or of every purchase plus a convenience fee or like a process fee for each purchase so it basically takes three percent off of large purchases or like medium purchases a little bit less off of large a little bit more off of little ones so i average it to three percent um it sucks paypal takes more but just like with amazon affiliates we might not like it but our user does because it's super convenient as someone who never really knows where my wallet is, like even right now, I thought it was beside me this morning. I came to my office and it's not here. So I don't know where in my house it is. It's somewhere. Um, I then have to go find my credit card. And if I have to find it, I'll do it later. And then later means I'm likely gonna think about the sale and whether or not I wanna buy the thing. Um, I am chronically indecisive. I have a lot of money issues with spending. So like, I just don't like doing it because even though I make money now, I didn't for a long time. So I like second guess every decision. So that's more time for me to not buy the thing. And yes, again, we are not trying to force people to buy, but we do want to make it easier on them. Because if they want to buy, we don't want them like forgetting about it for three days, like I did with the glasses I needed to order. <laughs> then you have affiliates. So automatically, no affiliates are applied to any product. You have to select that they can be. And then every time you will manually need to set stuff. And it doesn't really take a lot of work, so it's not stressful. So to set up commissions, you can select that it's same or different for each pricing option. So remember, we did the one-time fee and the split fee. So if it's the same, which I usually do, I just think it's easier, you can then select, do they get a fixed fee? So for example, from a $7 ebook, maybe you say like they get a flat $3. I don't know what 30% would come out to, um, but I often just do percentage. Now, industry standard varies pretty significantly. Um, I've seen anywhere from like literally 8 to 50%. It really depends. Personally, I've just upped all of mine to 30. They were a very 20 slash 30 before based on some um, previous teachings I'd had. I think 30 is kind of the new standard. Um, and I do think it's worth it to pay your affiliates that. I mean, they do the hard work of promoting it. They deserve to get paid. 
And if you're panicking like, oh, I don't want to give away 30% of my profits, remember that number one, that's a marketing spend. So it's like an advertising spend like you would use to do promos anywhere, it saves you time promoing it, um, saves on Facebook ads or writers to write stuff or whatever. But also that person did the work and they deserve it. <laughs> like they just do. Um, and it does make your life easier. So I think it's really well worth it. Um, so we're going to set 30% for each. And this is the cool thing that there is the product and the bump, so you can select different ones. So let's say if the bump offer was one-to-one -one coaching or something, I don't give affiliate um, income to people who, like I don't give affiliate income for something that is 100% active on my part in terms of like what I have to teach. So if it's a one-to-one -one, like coaching session or me finding keywords for somebody, no one gets a commission off of that because I have to go and manually do it. And that costs more for me to do it. So I only do commissions currently, and I might change, I, I'm never set in stone, so if someone has another um, thought on that, please share, I'd love to learn. But 30% is what I currently do. Then you decide how they get paid. Personally, I'd rather it happen instantaneously, because, or like automatically, because I will forget. <laughs> so instantly means that they'll get paid that second. I don't recommend that because sometimes there are issues where refunds are needed if you do trial periods where it's like a 14-day money-back guarantee or something. Um, things will just happen and if you have to give a refund, you're not going to get that money back from the affiliate unless you manually go and ask for it and that's a whole to-do. Um, you can also withhold a percentage just in case um, after a set number of sales, once a dollar amount is earned, specific day of the month. I know a lot of people like pay out on the first of the month or something. I just do it after a delay, and you can do whatever amount you want. I typically have it set, um, for my bigger stuff I do 30 days, for my smaller things like um, a, an ebook or something where it's like someone's going to open that today or they're not going to open it. Like they're going to, if seven days aren't going to change stuff significantly, um, and I don't have a refund policy for my ebooks because they're digital offers. So let's just put it to 30 days because why not? And then this will be your settings for this product. And you'll see it breaks it up for each one, even if it's the same thing. And it'll tell you how much they're going to get. So um, from the $7 price, they're going to get $2.10. From the $5 price, they're going to get $1.50. That's a pretty nice round number. Um, and then that just helps you like double check that it looks right. Like if you accidentally put in a, the wrong percent and they were getting 300% or something, I don't think it would let you, but yeah, you never know. Uh, then you're going to set up your options for how they can promote it. So for setup options, um, I auto-approve my affiliates. I think it's worth it if someone wants to promote it, let them. Um, I think some people do manually, specifically if they sell so well, I guess, that they don't want to earn more money. Um, I only allow, like I only give out the sign-up link to people who have done the thing anyway in my um, course area, which I'll show you. So it's not like any Joe Schmo off the street just starts promoting this and saying whatever they want. But if they're saying good things, I don't know that it's a massive issue. If you want to disable signups, that means you're not accepting new affiliates at this time. Now, um, I use a last cookie approach um, because I think that's kind of what a lot of big affiliates do. Again, I'm open to changing that if I learn anything else ever about it. And so this just means if it's a first cookie, it means whoever's link they clicked on the first time they came to your site in whatever this period is, that's who's going to get the affiliate. But for me, like the first person that kind of introduced them to me isn't necessarily the person that sells them on me. So that's why I do last cookie. So it means the last person who's like link they click through, 
when they're going to come to my site to buy, even if it was a few days ago or whatever, we'll talk about that in a moment, um, that person's going to get the affiliate commission. And I think they should because it feels like they've done, like, the first person introduced me, but the last person sold that person. Um, so then we have cookies. So if you're a blogger, you probably know about cookies. They're kind of how affiliates work. Where basically a little like robot sits on your shoulder after you go to a site, waits for a certain amount of time to see if you buy anything. If you buy anything, the affiliate gets a commission during that period. When the period expires, that little robot vanishes. Robots on your shoulder might be creepy actually. Whatever's not creepy on your shoulder, <laughs> although I think anything on your shoulder would probably be creepy. I don't know. Clearly I'm not done my tea yet. <laughs> so you can set the time period for this. Basic common practice I've found um, from my research is three months. Because like lifetime, um, lifetime basically means if someone clicked through that link and then four years from now, if they see an ad of yours and purchase and like had nothing to do with that link anymore, that person would still get the affiliate. At that point I paid for the ad spend and stuff so like I think I don't want to do that. I don't want to like doubly pay for that um, promotion. So I give it three months because I figure in that period either they're going to click again if that person re-promotes me and they want to buy through it or that person's not the person to sell them on me and maybe I am. Who knows? Then um, for affiliates, the easiest way to do it is if they have to connect their PayPal account and it pays them to PayPal. If not, you need to pay them via check or like manually. Um, I'm not dealing with that. I don't know how to do that. So I just do it where they connect their PayPal and we go from there. Then we have the affiliate link target URL. So this is important because not everyone hosts their sales page where their checkout page is. And I'll show you an example of both um, based on something my copywriter did because I'm not great at writing sales pages. So the first link you put here should be whatever your main sales page is. If it is this checkout, I would put that link here, even though it'll automatically show up later, just for clarity's sake. Then you can add more URLs. So for example, I shared that Jasper ebook. Um, from that, I, I use that as like kind of a tripwire, I guess is the best way to say it, even though it's free, but like an introductory free offer. And then I promote my main Jasper course for bloggers of like how to write AI content, how I write 100,000 words a week and all that. Um, and so I actually, if you're a, um, an affiliate of my Jasper course, I put the sales page for the other, the free ebook here. So you can name it so they know what it is because they'll just otherwise see a link. So I'm like, okay, free ebook. And then I'd put whatever the link is. I don't know it off the top of my head. I don't know any links off the top of my head. So I'm just going to put my homepage, she knows seo.co, save URL. And so you can see this one stays empty, but it adds it over there. And so this is where like I'd want to put in, um, here you can see like they're taken here after clicking an affiliate link. Typically your sales page, use ad to add more. Um, this is also good if you have like a webinar that you're promoting. I know some people do like... Um, ClickFunnels stuff so you can add links and they don't have to be to Thrivecart. They can be to external sites and they'll, it'll add a cookie tracker to it that'll like keep it all connected. I don't understand how it all works, but it works. Now, just like your students will have like a dashboard of all your courses, so will your affiliates. So here we can see that you can either show this as an option in their dashboard or hide it. I don't know why you'd hide it, but I guess if you want to. Maybe you're not doing promos for it right now or something. 
Um, you can allow them to set their own tracking code if they want to figure out like which promo for them is doing the best for your stuff. Um, you can also allow them to add a bonus. So this means that if someone bought your thing, like for example on Black Friday a lot of people do this, if you buy this other thing um, then I'll give you my ebook for free or whatever. That's where they can put the link so the person gets that freebie without them having to like share their receipt or all the nonsense that we all do on Black Friday. Now, as you can see down here, affiliates cannot promote until your product is set to live. We're still in testing, so we're not done yet, <laughs> so we'll leave it for now. Um, now, you have to add a support URL or email. So this can be your contact page. I just do my personal email or my VA email, um, whatever you want. Put an email here that they can contact you at. I'm going to put mine. And then you can set, say what happens after they purchase. So do they just get their invoice immediately? Um, on the screen, does it send them to a URL? So for example, this would be a tripwire option if it was a freebie that they haven't done anything else yet. Maybe then you send them to the limited time page. I'll show you how to do that though without doing it this way. And then you have add them to my membership site. So I add everybody to my membership site because I host everything in the membership area. The membership area is called Thrivecart Learn. It automatically comes with your membership. Um, there is a Learn Plus. We'll talk about the differences after. This video is getting way too long, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're all in Thrivecart Learn. It comes with your um, basic membership to, to Thrivecart, Jesus. Um, then you can say which um, membership level people get based on what they're at. So, for example, if you had two versions of a course, maybe if you are on the payment plan, you get the dripped option where like each month you unlock bits. Um, maybe, I don't know, if you got a discounted version, then you don't get the full thing. I don't know. Options here. Then you'd select whichever course you have. So here you can see I have like my list of courses and I can pick whichever ones I want. Um, so let's say I pick, I don't know, that Jasper commands for bloggers. That's my ebook. You can add a tag. This will only show on your, like on your back end inside of Thrivecart in your subscriber area. So this is where you could say like, um, I don't know, maybe they came from a certain place. So maybe this was like when we were setting up this product over here, I used the like note that it was from a Facebook ad. Maybe I'd say Facebook ads, hit enter, it'll become a tag. You can add as many as you want. You could say freebie, whatever. I don't need that one. So I'm gonna leave it there. Then for the bump offer, you add them to another one. So let's put my guest posting kit. So then when they redeem this, they'll get access to this one. If they do not buy the bump, they will not get access to this. So don't worry about that. And then you can also send them to a custom success page before they get the course. So this is again where you could do like a tripwire thing before you add them to the membership site. Um, we're not doing anything physical, so I ignore this. I don't really know what it does. I assume it ships stuff. Now here's where you can create your sales page. Um, so they have the newer versions and then they have like legacy old checkouts that they used to have. Um, I always just use the standard and then customize it. Um, even though this one's technically for a sales cart, I find having that sidebar works pretty well from my experience because um, you can like add stuff on top of it and the sidebar will only be at the bottom. But you can pick whichever one you want. You can really play around with them. Um, next, you can then do designs. So you can copy design from another product. If you create your own template, you can import a design from if you buy um, a, a sales page or cart checkout kind of uh, design, they're all over the place. They have them on like Creative Market and stuff. 
Um, and then you can launch editor if you just want to create one from scratch, like I'm going to do now. You can also share any of your designs or sell them. So if you share your design, you click on which ones you want. We'll talk about a success page in a moment. Um, you share whatever your name you want, like if I want it to not be my company name, if I want it to be my site, um, if I don't want to call it the name of the product, enter description, test, save and publish. And then when you share this, copy the URL, to import a design, copy and paste that thing here, continue, and it'll show you what it looks like. It shows nothing because we had nothing. You would import design, bing, bam, boom, done, it'll take you to edit it. We're not going to do that because there was none there. So we'll launch the editor and you'll see a basic design. So most of us are familiar with this look. We've seen other checkouts with it before. Um, I'm not going to go through and like create a sales page with you mostly because like I'm not great at it. Um, I'm just not a design person, but there are some elements we should talk about before we move on. So you can switch the sidebar position. You can decide if you want full page or boxed. I like full page personally. What I find important really close recording yet. <laughs> um, what I find important is the cart flow. So multi-step means they do their cu customer information, then they do payment. I find single step just flows better um, where you put it all together. And what you will notice too is it's drag and drop and sometimes it hates me. Yeah, I don't know, it's not like me today. Um, some things are draggable, some things are not. So you can see, there we go, like you can move certain stuff and then you can't move other stuff. So I always put this right before the complete order um, and choose pricing option two. There we go. Okay, now we got it. <laughs> so I'll have them fill out their contact information and then their payment all together. I just find it cleaner personally. You can do both, it doesn't matter. Um, you can change all of the uh, colors if you want. You can show section titles. So if you wanted to like show the payment information, pricing option, contact. If you don't, you toggle that off. I leave them on. Um, SEO settings are basically the page settings, so like title, description, is it allowed to be indexed, images, um, you do it if you want, don't do it if you don't want, up to you, <laughs> you can adjust spacing. Now to do anything over here, you just drag and drop stuff, which is great, so it's kind of fun to play with, you can just drag and drop whatever. If you want a different kind of context box, you can add different content boxes, and then you can test how it looks on um, desktop and mobile. So have a play with those. I'm not going to like spend a ton of time. What I do is I just like add, um, just delete that. I just add a header up here and then it creates like a full section once you start writing it all. And then I end with the sales page. And then the cool thing is any buttons you add, like the buy links, will say buy now and they'll automatically hyperlink them down here. So it'll scroll down the page. Super easy. Um, success page, this is like what happens after. So for example, I did a bundle with um, my friend Shelly of Travel Blogging 101 and we did like, here's your product, the one that you bought from me. Now like to access your other product, I don't know why it's hyperlinked, I should have moved that, but whatever, this is an example. Um, go to x.com and use code free or something, whatever. And so then this will just show up here for them. This will only change this page, does not change your invoice. I'd recommend changing that too and using that text feature I showed you guys. Um, here you can change like design and text same way. You can drag and drop more stuff if you want. This is just the like, yay, you bought the thing page, nothing else. I often don't even change them to be honest, I just leave them. 
Now for tracking, if you have a Google Pixel or Facebook Pixel for ads set up, this is where you're going to add it. So you just put the ID in. I don't understand pixels very well, so I'm not going to pretend that I do and try to go into that. Um, so next, next we're going to do behavior. So when you set these up, the next thing you want to do is set up your email sequences. So you can select all sorts of different things. When something happens, you do something. So for example, the main product is purchased um, for any pricing option. I'm going to add them to my mailer light. So again, in your settings, you'll connect your mailer light, your convert kit, your whatever, um, and then you can add them to a group and just create a relevant group. You can see I have a lot in there because I have one specifically for everything. You can also have it only run in specific areas of the world if you want, like maybe um, you're going to target US in one and then UK in another. don't know why you would with digital products. You don't really need to. Um, oh, I meant to do for any pricing option. There we go. So we would just add them to, I don't know, where's one of my ebooks? We'll do the free SEO course. And then they would automatically, when they buy, be added their email to that group. Um, I recommend having this for a couple of reasons. Number one, you need to contact them. <laughs> Number two, you can have an onboarding email sequence that you have to like welcome in, them into the course or whatever it is, get them used to you um, within 30 days. Then you can also have it set up to send them a like kind of request for a review of like, hey, how are you enjoying the thing? If you really like it, would you mind sending me a couple sentences for a review? Um, if you give backlinks, say that you give a backlink on your site for it or whatever. Um, it's also good if you change anything in the course ever. So if I were to like, update this ebook, I can then email them and say, hey guys, I updated something. I just did that because for the free SEO course, I launched it on, I made it all on Friday, launched it on Saturday, and then on Monday recorded an extra bonus module because I realized I wanted to. So I sent them an email to be like, hey, there's something new in there. I know I went overboard, but I added something new so that they could see it and they could go back and log in again. And I think that's really important to keep people updated on it not just to have people on your email list, it's about helping them. And then you can add as many as you want. You can also add like HTML and stuff. If you don't do MailerLite, like if you have custom HTML, you can see you can add whatever you want. If it's MailerLite, um, you can also do things like if the payment fails, if um, payment is declined. I really think it's a good idea if the customer uh, credit card is gonna expire and if a payment is upcoming. So with the customer credit card about to expire, you can um, set this to email them when that's going to happen. Hey, just so you know, your email, your card's about to expire and you still have to pay for the membership or whatever. Don't want you to lose out. Make sure you change your card in your Thrive Card system. Something simple like that. Um, I don't have one currently set here, but I have it set somewhere else. I'll show you. Save and get URL and we're done. There we go. So now we've got our... Um, our URL, affiliate URLs are over here, so you can give them this to sign up to become an affiliate for it. Um, you can click go live now if you want it live or go back and change that. You can add a tracking ID for wherever you share this, so that's gonna add like the UTM at the end so we can tell where you've shared it or where you're gonna get sales from. Um, what I wanna do next is we're gonna go customize sales funnel. So once you have the sales page ready, you can then create a full funnel to go with this. So when you enable the funnel, you can then have upsells and downsells down here. Um, I'll show you where to add them in a moment, but this is just an example. Now you can have them um, get custom script, go to uh, like just give them URLs like a Google uh, Drive link, 
or just display their invoice if it's something like coaching where they don't get anything. So the challenge is you can't mix and match. You have to pick one. So what I do to circumvent that if there's something like, oh, they get coaching, um, then my upsell, um, whatever it is, like here I have one-to-one -one blog coaching, they're going to get added to something. So I just add them back to that same free thing that I first gave them or whatever the thing they paid for. So this is a quick like cheat around the system. I do think that Thrivecart needs to update this because a lot of us do multiple stuff. Um, but this is an easy cheat where it's like, they're just going to technically be added again, not really, they'll just stay in the main product that you gave them. Um, but then you're going to tag them something like custom coaching. You could see custom keywords came up because I've done this before. Uh, oops, custom coaching. Um, you can also do it so that if they up, if they get an upsell, they get removed from whatever the main thing was. So this happens more often when it's like, okay, someone buys um, like your lowest tier membership and then they end up upgrading to the $49 one, that you want to get rid of the $7 one then. You don't want them to be paying twice. So here you get rid of that thing. And here you say this upsell should cancel the payment for the product it replaces. Yes or no, whatever's happening. For us, we don't have that. Now, you can also downsell. So what happens is basically someone gets to your sales page, they, or their, your checkout page if you have a sales page elsewhere. They get to that checkout page we just designed. I host my sales pages there. They look at the thing, they buy the thing. They'll see that little bump offer. Do they wanna buy it? Yes or no? They decide, they pay, and then what happens is something pops up on the screen in like a new window that basically says, your stuff is on your way, but before you leave, don't miss out on this cool thing, and I'll show you what the page looks like. And this is usually where we upsell to something higher ticket. So for example, um, with these two where we had the $7 ebook, the bump is a $5 ebook, here I would actually do something like blog coaching, custom keywords, maybe my larger courses that cost over a hundred bucks, something like that. Like this can be more expensive, but also more in depth um, or even active income for you. I do caution against active income. I've had to like turn off my one-to-one -one coaching because I just don't have time anymore um, and had a bit of an error with that where one was left on by accident. <laughs> I had to sort that, that was unfortunate. Um, but having these upsells that are something that like is something that'll be passive works really really well if it's something like coaching or keywords just do keep an eye on how many you're going with and like that you actually have enough time for it so then after that page of like don't miss this awesome thing if they say no thanks and keep going you can then downsell them so then another page shows up i don't usually do this to be honest um, and then you can select something that's cheaper so maybe they bought um, the Jasper Commands ebook. Maybe they got the guest posting kit as the bump. They're like, I can't afford one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's not for me. But hey, some spreadsheets for nine bucks, sure. And then that's why I also like do set up um, a membership for those things as well. Again, you can add whatever. If you want to say downsell or something to note like how they got here, up to you. Um, same replacement, whatever. You can edit the page. So let's see what one of these pages looks like. Again, you can copy the design, so if you use them multiple times. So this is what it looks like. Basically, um, stop right now, get instant access, blah, blah, blah. You can edit this as much as you want. You can drag and drop anything you want. Again, just make it like a sales page. Now the number here, the total of 597, 
That's coming from elsewhere, and I'll show you where it comes from in a second. I did this a little bit awkwardly, but it's a bit awkward to show. Um, someone can then opt out by saying no thanks. If you are going to make this a massive sales page, please, please, please move this higher up <laughs> because you don't want people resenting you. So let's say this is all I want it to look like. I wouldn't, I would add more personally and like give some information on what this thing is. You can see it doesn't say the name anywhere, so you're gonna wanna say that. Um, but let's say we're done, save changes, exit, exit and save changes, there we go. Now we're done. So let's say that those are what we want them to look like. You'll save that funnel. And then if somebody does um, buy this thing, so yeah, I forgot I left that weird box there, my bad. Um, oh, because I copied, I still have the other link copied. Nina, actually command C thing. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still, I've had this keyboard that's a digital keyboard for like a solid two years and I still always forget it turns off, the Bluetooth keyboard. So you can then sign up for it, get your PayPal, da da da. You would complete your order and move on. Oh, here's the thing where you toggle it on or off so you can see it adds it or not. And I can definitely see how some people would miss it. Like if you're just scrolling, you go, you don't even realize it's on. I get it. Like totally fair to miss it. Um, here you can then like use your PayPal or whatever, check out. When you hit complete order, I'm not going to do that because I have to take you to my PayPal <laughs> quickly. Um, then it'll show that bump on that screen, or the, pardon me, upsell on the screen that we just saw from that funnel. If we said no, it would then show the downsell. If we said no, it would then take them to the membership site because that's how we have it set up. So in the products area, that's what these upsells and downsells are. And to make one, again, you create upsell, digital, you give it a name and a label, you set a price however you want, add whatever tracking code if you want to have like a UTM or something, um, if you want affiliates to promote it, whatever the like fulfillment thing you want it to say on like the, um, on the invoice, that's what's called. A behavior, again, I always, for everything people get, I always set them um, a group on my mailer light. It's also called a tag on ConvertKit. Just that way you like know who they are and what they've got. And if you ever had specific news, you can share it with them. And then you would save your upsell and then you're done. Downsells are the same thing. You can see there's like not much you add to them. You really do it on those custom pages. If you came here and wanted to do that funnel later, you would click edit funnel and then you would see that page. If you just click edit, you're just going to edit, get URL, you're just going to get URL. Stats is where you'll get to see like kind of that homepage area or the dashboard area all back here to see more information on it. Um, you can also, this little thing here means that you can clone whatever this is and just make a duplicate of it. And then you can close things if you want to close them. Now I was going to show you guys what it looks like with a sales page on it. So this is a sales page that my amazing copywriter wrote for me um, that is honestly so good I want to buy the thing <laughs> even though I made it. Um, but you can see, so like up here, it looks like a um, normal sales page. I'm going to skip just by clicking here and you'll see it automatically scrolls us down to the checkout area. So they give us their contact information. Um, you can choose in, when you do contact information, I should have said this on the checkout page, you can select if it's email or name and email credit card and PayPal. Here you can see toggle switch on or off or whatever you want. Um, then down here we have uh, just like the finalized bit. You complete order, move you through. Um, da, da, da. Next thing we have A-B testing. I haven't done this yet, probably should. You can create an A-B test where you're basically going to compare stuff. 
So if your goal is like, I want to find the best converting name for this product, or I want to see what price is best or something, you would set up a comparison. So you pick whichever products you already have, and then you compare them. Um, yeah, well, let's just pick two of my travel ones. Oops, I should one at a time, my bad. And then you'd name it whatever you want to name it. Here you set whichever one does whichever thing, so whichever one makes the most money, whichever one converts the most, whichever one doesn't convert the most. Um, and then you set a date for like, okay, whichever converts the best by the 25th wins. And then you'll set like a, uh, what's it called? Oh my god, I'm losing my words today. You set a URL here, and then you create the AB test, and it would run. Um, like I said, I haven't done this, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, now here you can create coupons. So you can see all sorts of like, you can make whatever coupon you want. So create new coupon, give it a name, whatever that name is. So all those names you just saw is not actually the code. <laughs> so let's say I did like, um, I don't know, uh, YouTube, whatever. And if we use the coupon code, we can use the same thing. We can use YouTube, we can use um, 100, we can use birthday, whatever we want. Let's just do YouTube for now. Um, you can say if it's enabled or disabled. You can say if it's a fixed price percentage. We're not doing shipping, so ignore that. I like percentage personally. I think percents work pretty well. Um, then you can say, does it apply to the main product only, the main product and the bump, or that whole funnel? Typically, I would never apply it to the whole funnel. I would only do it to the main product and maybe to the bump, but typically I just do it to the main product. So let's say it's a 10% off for YouTube or something. Um, also apply to recurring future payments if applicable. That's if it's like a split pay or a membership thing. So let's say it was like 50% off for life from a membership or whatever, you'd click that. Otherwise it'll be a one-time, one-month deal. Next one, is it redeemable? So if you wanna like pre-plan stuff, you don't need to set it to run today. You can set a date when it starts. You can also set a date when it ends. You can say if this coupon auto applies, the person is an affiliate. I don't do that personally. I let them make their choice if they wanna be an affiliate. Um, disabled after a fixed number of uses is good. Because remember when I said that like you probably aren't going to sell like only 50 ebooks and be like, hey, I never want to sell another one. You might want to limit the number of coupons. So like I know for Black Friday, Matt Diggity of Affiliate Lab did like, I don't remember how much his course is generally, but I know it was $500 for the first 50 people. So he would have set, okay, 50 uses for this affiliate code, or this, pardon me, this coupon code. Um, and then after that, no more sale. But he would also set an end date because he only had it live for like a week, I think. Um, so that's how you would do that here. Then you can say which products it applies to. So if it's only specific products, you go in and click whichever checkout pages it's for. So for us, it'd be this Facebook ads one. And then you say if it's for both types of payment. For us, let's just say it is. And again, you can set up um, a mailer light tag or um, something like you can set up uh, tag or a group for whatever you want to. So maybe you'd say like, okay, this was from a Black Friday promotion. Um, maybe sometimes we use coupon codes to say what like promo got them in. So for example, I'm doing a webinar with Travel Payouts next week um, on how to write affiliate articles with AI and how that's made me like over 30K last month, which is crazy. Um, it was really exciting. So if I wanted to give them a coupon maybe and be like, okay, anyone who attends gets this coupon, and then I'd want to know that that's where they came from when they're on my email list later, I would create, like, let's say the coupon code is travel payouts. I'd create a group called travel payouts webinar or something, or maybe I'd use the name of the webinar. 
so I know where those people came from. I'm probably never going to send them something that says, like, just thanks for coming to the webinar. Um, but what I could do is know that that's where they came from later. It's why I also tag people who come in from my lead magnets in like different areas, just because I want to know what how the lead magnet is converting. Um, I have an email going out next week that's comparing um, a summit, a bundle, and a podcast interview I was on to see which is the most effective for income, both in terms of like email list growth, engagement, and then purchasing of stuff. The way I figured out where those people came from and like how many are for each, I tagged them with a group like this. Super easy, gives you some semblance of like knowing what's happening. Um, and especially with Google now trying to like, and I know they're actually gonna do this soon, but like it's been a couple years of cookie apocalypse talk, but they're getting rid of some of that, those tracking abilities. And this lets us track stuff, so it's helpful. So let's just save that. This is going on longer than I thought it would, but Thrivecart is a busy, busy, <laughs> intense uh, place. Okay, so I had to pause my screen for a second to cover up some client information. I don't want to share anyone's personal information, um, but I wanted to share what this transaction area looks like. So this is where you can see your, all of your um, transactions per day. So you can adjust this just like the homepage to be all time, custom range, all of these. Um, you can set for a specific product and then select the product and then select funnel, all sorts. You can customize everything here. It's great. But what I want to show is actually this information down here. So I've covered the customer's information to respect their privacy, but um, these are some things that you would see. So you can't refund this because it's zero dollars, so there's nothing to refund. But if there was, I could click here to give them the refund. So this is the area if you do ever need to refund someone, you click refund, it then asks um, if you, oh, I should have pulled one up. I'm not, I don't want to, I just don't want to share anyone's information, so I want to be careful. But when you click refund, it'll basically ask you, are you refunding the whole amount, partial amount, blah, blah, blah. It's very straightforward. It's like three buttons. You click and you're done. Then invoice is where you can resend them their invoice if you want to. You can also view it for yourself. This is helpful sometimes with like fraudulent credit card issues. I dealt with my first one of those earlier last month and it was not fun but um, that was some of the proof I had to send to the company, to the bank. More is where you're gonna see all of their information. Um, this is gonna have been annoying for me to have covered <laughs> in terms of the blur. But yeah, here's where you can see all their information. You can go in and if you need to change their email address, there's a little um, like pencil icon here that you can adjust. It's also cool because you can see like all the things they've ever purchased from you and information like that. Um, then subscriptions, I don't have any of these, so we're in the clear because <laughs> I haven't started any yet. But here's where you do all of your subscriptions. You can see um, different types of people, maybe who canceled to talk to them and see like, hey, what happened? Is there something I can do to be better? I think it's always good to learn that way. But yeah, there's all that information there. Now partners is interesting because partners is all your affiliate stuff. But there's also something called JV partners. I do not know what JV partners stands for but I know that what, how it works. So we're gonna do affiliates first. So here you can get an overview of like what they've earned, very much like the home screen. Um, I believe it does. I'll make sure again I don't share people's information. Yeah, it doesn't share anyone's information here, we're good, okay. So here's all my affiliate information for the week. Then if you go to my affiliates, it will show you the individual people and how much they've earned and stuff like that. I'm not gonna show you that because I wanna be careful of people's privacy. 
payments, same idea, will show you um, how much you've paid them. If there's outstanding payments, I had one accidentally set to manual for payment and I didn't realize that I hadn't paid out that affiliate. I also find if the payment is under $5, sometimes you do have to manually like send it out. I don't know why, sometimes it gets stuck with PayPal. Product options is a good one where in here you can go in and manage all of these products. So let's say this ebook we're making, we can edit the sign up page to become an affiliate so we can give them some information. But what we really want is the promo materials. So this is where we can give them information and <clears throat> pardon me, and videos and whatever to promote this more easily. So when I'm launching something like, um, I don't know, when I did my Black Friday thing, I made a whole bunch of swipe copy. So I do like, okay, this one is called Black, here you can see Black Friday email copy. Um, I suggest sending this out just before or on November 24th. And then I'd be like, um, email goes here, whatever I added for the email. I'm not going to do it right now. Um, and then that'd be what they get. Don't know why I did the second one. There you go. So it'd appear there for them and then they could open this up if they want to. Up here I could give instructions of like, hey, here's some tips of how to do this. Um, we'll save it, whatever. And then same for um, like videos. You can upload a video, you can upload an image, whatever you feel. So then you can also white and blacklist people if there's people who shouldn't be promoting something. Um, you can basically make it so they never sign up to be an affiliate. Whitelist means they can they'll auto they'll automatically be approved to be an affiliate. And if you want to send someone just the sign up URL to be an affiliate, you can get it here. So it'll pop up like this. Basically, the structure is like um, when they will get it, it'll be like their affiliate uh, code, I guess, whatever like they've signed up with their username. will go where the X's go when they're promoting it. You can also create a sign up button that's embeddable that you can put into um, your courses, which is super nice. Rules are pretty easy. Um, I added these when I first started, so I actually need to go in and fix them. I've realized that recently. But a good one is to add them to your affiliate team. So I actually need to fix this because I only have it for my main one so far, and I realize a lot more of my affiliates are promoting other things now. Um, so you would create one for, I, I think it's good to have one for each major affiliate team, unless you're letting everyone promote everything. Just that way someone's not like, I got an email about this promo, but I can't promote that product. Now this is something I did initially, and I mean, I stand by it. I think if they do make, like if they refer me $100,000 in income, I think they should get a higher commission. I think that works. But you can have a bunch of different things here. So we have, when someone signs up, maybe they get a welcome email. Um, if they're rejected from promoting a product, maybe it's like a commiserations email. When they make a sale, maybe you send them like a woohoo, although they will get a notice regardless. When they make a certain number of things or whatever, um, you can, like a number of sales or income, you can then promote them if you want to. Um, if they get a lot of refunds, maybe you send them a question about stuff, whatever. So here I had gross income if they make me $100,000 in the last all time. You can set the amount of money from any of my products. Um, I'm changing how much they get paid. I don't know what like VIP status does, to be honest. Like if it marks them as VIP, I don't know like why that would help them. Um, so I had it changed to like change how much they are paid. And then um, I was gonna do 50% as our new percentage for all the products. Cause like, I mean, they deserve it at that point. Um, and then I think I also marked them as a VIP cause I, I still don't really know what that does. I, I think it just says that they're really good on your back end, but like, I don't know why you would need it. <laughs> 
Now, JV partners are basically if you're doing a bundle. So my friend Shelly and I did a bundle for Black Friday. I'm not going to show you the contract information or anything, but basically it shows up here for us. So I could go into the contract and see how many we sold, um, split income for us. And the cool thing with this is if two people are splitting something, so like with us, we were doing it 50-50. Um, every time someone like bought something, the other person got paid too. And it was really easy because we didn't have to set it up as an affiliate and then worry that accidentally someone might otherwise might become an affiliate for that thing at that rate. We didn't have to worry about like waiting for payouts and blah, blah, blah. With this, it paid me like it paid her. And I had one set up for her too. And it was, we made it a little bit complicated to be fair. In future, I think we'll learn from our mistakes, but it was pretty cool. So here you put their name or email if they already are in your database. If they're not, you just give them a name, give them an email, give them um, like if they have a business name that they need for tax purposes, you put that here. So I just put like name and email for Shelly. I have to put one. Let's just put Nina C. Nina, she knows SEO. Next. Now I would say, okay, which of these are they partnered on with me? So you have to go and create one of those sales pages already. It can be like blank so far. Um, Shelly and I had a blank one and then we like built it together. But let's just say it's that, it's only gonna show live stuff too. So let's just say it's this ebook. So we'll click that one. And then here you name the contract. So if you wanna do like, okay, we're doing a bundle only for these dates, then um, you wanna give it a name for like when it's for. Then you would say like, okay, I want it to start now or like whenever it's supposed to like, I don't know, maybe the promo's not gonna start for another two weeks. But personally, I would avoid any of that kerfuffle by making sure you make a new sales page for this thing, have it on its own. Then I do recommend um, leaving it open until you cancel it because like Shelly and I continued to get sales after Black Friday, even once we raised the price back to normal for each of our products. So we just like upped the price of the bundle to match the price of our products and people kept buying it. So we were like, okay, but then we had to redo the contract because it was our first time doing it. We didn't realize you couldn't just like manually change the end date, you had to restart. And then, yeah, you can have it pay them manually. I think automatically is just easiest. Then you have the percentage. And this is really cool because it does like main products, bumps, upsells, downsells. So Shelly and I each had our own bump offer and upsells offers, I believe. I think maybe we just did bumps. I don't remember. I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> like I don't remember anything. Um, but here we could say how much the other person gets from these things. So it was 50% for the main product, but then it was 0% for the bump because we were both selling our keyword services. And that's like a fully like um, active income service. And then here you can say, um, yes, let me set specific percentages for different things. Like if there's like different items in the list that needs different stuff. You would save that. It would then email her. So I'm going to get an email now, um, which will be a bit confusing. Um, but it's going to email me to be like, hey, you're invited to be a part of this contract. And it does send a contract with like this information, but it's pretty basic. And I may have frozen the computer running this with Loom at the same time to be honest. Okay, I froze my computer doing that, so I had to pause it and refresh. But yeah, so basically that's how you would set that up. And it's cool, because like while it's running, I could see everyone who bought and paid through her, and I could see everyone who bought and paid through me. So I couldn't see like their email addresses or anything, but I could see the number of purchases, the amount we each got paid, all that information which is really good for a partnership because you should be tracking your money. 
And like, yes, even if someone's a friend and you trust them, I worked in law for a long time and I've learned to be a very cynical person. So it is good to just be careful. Also because it just helps ensure like for us with the bundle, um, cause they would get like, they'd buy from one of us and then they'd get the other person to get a coupon code to go get the thing. I know it was complicated, but we thought it was best. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Um, but it did work for us, but we wanted to make sure that like, okay, if one person has like 210 and the other person has five, that's not good. Especially if like 205 of those people use the free code. So we just wanted to make sure we were like keeping everything good. Now Thrivecart Learn is important. So I am starting a membership, so, but we're going to move that out of here because it's not what we're talking about as much because I don't fully know it yet. And I will do another review when I know those better. So here I have all my courses. Um, basically, this is where you're gonna have all your stuff. So there are some things here, you can see up here, I have Thrivecart Pro and I have Learn Plus. Learn Plus is an add-on to Thrivecart Pro. So I don't remember if they have it on the homepage anymore. I probably should have opened this up earlier. Search, learn. No, they don't have it here. Um, okay, Thrivecart Learn Plus. <laughs> basically is um, basically it's an add-on to Thrivecart Learn. So Thrivecart Learn comes with Thrivecart Pro. It's their course platform. So when Thrivecart first started, you could only like download, it was kind of like Gumroad where you could like only give them a link to go on to Google Drive and download the thing. Then they started a course thing here, much like Teachable has. The thing is they give you basically all the accessibility of it except for like 1%. And most people don't need it. Like I only bought it to run my own bundle of my own stuff for Black Friday. And I, in the end, not worth it. Shouldn't have done it, <laughs> my mistake. So um, there are ways to work around needing Learn Plus, to be honest, and I would say most people don't need it. I think it's $129, um, it might, it's under 150 to add it on. So it's not the end of the world that I did it. I made that money back tenfold because I made um, 32K that month, which was amazing my first 30k month which is so cool but uh yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't say spend money on it just because you need like because it's there so to create courses um a course is going to be like this overarching thing and so I basically think of it like a way to organize stuff definitely I could have created a solo course for all of these um but when they're in here together it means that then I could create a bundle between them with learn plus if I want to um I don't really at the moment, but I just think it's easier. So I basically like, initially I called this SEO for travel bloggers, but I think of it as though it's like she knows SEO. Then I have some of my travel courses. There's a reason I named my dashboard Nina Clapperton, not she knows SEO. Because Thrivecart is $600. And so like when you're thinking of this, try to give it some longevity so that you can use it across multiple sites if you will have them. Um, I know some people, like there's the flooring girl, hers says the flooring girl, that's fine. Even though she also uses it for her SEO stuff. Um, people don't care that much to be honest, but I thought it was, if I could think of it ahead of time, I thought it was smart to think of it just in case. And using my name, I use my name on all my sites, I don't have a pseudonym. So like, if they see ninaclapperton.thrivecart.com, they know who they're talking, like who's selling them stuff. Didn't realize I didn't move my head back. So yeah, you get these little things, you get to see how many modules, how many lessons, and how many students um, are in each thing, which is really great. And you're not gonna get a ton of stats here though. This is more where you're gonna create and edit stuff. So if you create a course, 
you're going to give it a name, um, or sorry, pardon me, we're going to start with a project. We're going to create a project, give it a name, so it's going to be testing area for our purposes, and there you go. Now you can create courses inside of it. So now to create a course, you give it a name too, and these are editable, so don't worry. Um, let's just call it ebook one, because it was related to that ebook, and it can be the exact same. I give my, uh, my name here as the author, so it can be a personal name, it could be your site name, whatever you want. I do recommend uploading a course logo and a profile picture, but we can do this on another page too, I'll show you where. Then you add the description if you want. Again, you got to have that support, so I'm going to give my email, and then that moved by quicker than I expected, <laughs> oops. Um, yeah, so here's the course. Over here on the side you can see you can change the course layout, which I was going to show you before it moved away. Um, if you want the like menu bar to go across the top, if you want like each module to be something they click into, I like the sidebar, it's their standard, it seems good. So here you can click there and then upload an image from your site. Same here with that little image for you, and this will like show up on their sidebar for them. Um, you can also, so this is something of Learn Plus where you can create sequences to drip content. So for example, it could be like, um, if they use a coupon, they don't get something. If they're a repeat customer, they get something different. If they complete a lesson, um, they, like let's say, I don't have modules yet, damn it. If they complete a lesson, they get an email that's like, congrats, you did this, or whatever. It's just cool to kind of add in extra information. You can gift them courses, you can remove them from the course if need be, give them an award, unlock content, um, add or, or remove tags if you want to. Tons of options for that. I haven't set up any of those yet since I got Learn Plus. Um, I don't know that they're super important. I think it can be helpful in terms of like when someone completes the course, it probably is a good idea to have a sequence that says like, you completed the course, what did you think? Um, and then ask them for a testimonial or see what they're up to. But I just set a 30 day one to send from my email anyway to kind of ask them like, how's it going? Um, and in my Facebook group, I do regular calls for uh, testimonials. I do it there, but up to you. Now, modules house the lessons. So a module is like a chapter. So I always do like my intro one first. And then this is a Thrivecart Learn thing where it's like all students get it or specific students get it. So it's like if someone bought an upgrade so they get an extra lesson or something, um, or if someone bought in a time period so they get a bonus, you can put it all in here. I haven't really had to do that yet because <laughs> I just give bonuses. So that's going to be your intro. Then you're going to um, up here, drag and drop a lesson, give it a name, um, ebook one, I don't know. Create lesson. There you go. So you can set it so that specific tags will get it. So if I wanted to do like that um, custom keywords one or something, only people with that would get it and then you tag them when they purchase. I don't need that here, so we're fine. Dripped content is something that you can do with Learn Plus where you give it like, okay, after their trial, they get more stuff so they don't like overdo it. Um, maybe each month, like they get a different module that way they're not super overwhelmed all at once. You can also then plan stuff ahead if you have a membership. So you're not like, so if you finish the full year worth of content, but you don't want it to send out till the first of every month, you could have it do that. I'm thinking specifically of my friend Jesse when I say that. Then you can edit it and in here you adjust it all. So again, it's just like drag and drop for whatever you need. Um, I will say for videos, it depends on your platform. So the video one here, 
um, has an embed code, sometimes it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, use the HTML. Um, Loom used to glitch a lot with this, and sometimes doing the HTML code instead would fix it. It's the exact same embed code. I don't really know why it happens. Sometimes it does, just to be aware. Um, I also think it's really cool they have a quiz coming soon, but it said that for a couple months now, so we'll see. <laughs> then they have buttons where people could like go somewhere. One that's quite easy to use is the download. So for an ebook or something, it just creates this nice looking download button. And then this is where, in the download section, um, you'd link this to your Google Doc. So here you can say you can host files in Dropbox, S3, or other storage, and link them and link to them here. So that's where I put the Google like Drive link because then people can always come back and download it again. So if I change the link, I don't get emails that go, the link doesn't work. Oh no, blah blah blah. Because to be honest, I didn't know Google Drive did different links. I just didn't look at it that much, so I didn't realize that when I changed out my Jasper ebook to be fillable, um, that it would yet yeah, delete the, or no, it was my content audit checklist. So I wanted it to be like a fillable checklist. So I deleted the old one, put the new one up, but people who had the old email sequence of it from like months ago would refer back to it, which is amazing. I love that they did that. But then I'd get all those emails of, it's not working, it's gone, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm so sorry, totally on me. And from that, I really learned that this is the way to go. So here you can add a file name. You can take out the description if you don't want it, to be honest. You can like turn them off here. You have to have at least one thing showing. And then download, when they click on it, it'll take them to the Google Drive, and then they can download it there. Um, yeah, this looks like chaos now, but it cleans up pretty well. And then at the bottom, you can like adjust all the styling and stuff. Um, I do like showing course pro progress. I think that's helpful. That way they can like see how far they've advanced. Thrivecart isn't perfect at showing when things are completed. If there's a video, you literally can't stop it. You have to watch to the very last second, otherwise it won't count it as complete. And it's frustrating, I know, but like, we gotta live with what we gotta live with. Um, and I think most platforms do that anyway. Then to change it to published or not, you can click here, toggle it to draft or publish it. Um, if it's in draft, they can't see it at all. So even if you had like 10 modules or 10 lessons here, if only one was published, they would only see the one lesson. And you can preview it to double check that. So yeah, we made a hot mess here, but <laughs> you can see it. And you can see that those empty video ones go away. Um, now you can also, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you can also go to the course options. So you add your support email. This is important. So if a subscription to the course uh, fails, so for example, if their credit card expires, this has happened to me so many times where people like misplace a credit card, cancel it for fraud, and then forget it has stuff like this on it. Um, you want to make sure that you either pause dripping new content or disable all access until the payment is made. So I disable all access because, well, if, they're, like, if their payment failed, they shouldn't get access for that moment um, until they fix it. So I just disable access. Now, this is another thing that's super important um, in the, I'll show you the student dashboard in a minute, I showed it to you before. Um, we're flying off the seat of our pants here. <laughs> um, you want to show courses in your student dashboard. So that's where when they first log in and they see all the little like mini widgets of all your courses, that's what I said earlier is like that preview of kind of marketing all your stuff. And this is where you show it. But then you have to link to the sales page. So it can be a page on your site, it can be that checkout page, but because we can set up multiple product pages, those ones we did before, the checkout pages, 
to the same thing. So for example, for that ebook, I have, it's the same like membership one, but I have um, one from the travel payouts webinar I'm doing, one general one, um, one from a summit I just did, and I create a new one for each of those. You could create a UTM. I find sometimes it breaks with the affiliate link, so I just created like separate sales pages for it. The same sales page looks the same, all goes in the same thing. But from here, I want to direct them to my main sales page for it, whichever that one is. So you'll add the link in manually, and then it'll show up. You can customize the registration and login page. I don't. Um, I never have. But if you wanted like more information from them, I guess you could do that. You could introduce yourself. Again, never done it. Never thought to, to be honest. Um, if you have a really signature course, you can set up a custom domain. So for example, if you wanted it to be like, um, I don't know, my main course is my SEO roadmap for travel bloggers. So maybe I'd call it seoroadmap.yourdomain.com. For my memberships, I might do that because there's going to be a lot of content. And then again, behavior, if you want to like give them um, different information. This is where even if you're not in Learn Plus, you can have it so like if they um, complete a lesson or complete a module, like completes course, everyone can do this. MailerLite, set up that MailerLite tag, um, be like SEO Roadmap student complete maybe, set up the automation so they get an email of like, how do you like it, da da da. And then save and exit. So you can continue editing or go to dashboard. Um, this is something they added recently because for a while you had to save and then leave it, which was frustrating. Now you have a login page you can edit over here. I'd never have touched this, didn't seem worth it. But student dashboard is where they'll see all your stuff. And so here you can see ones that aren't even like related. Um, that's because even if they're in different like projects, they'll all show up here. But there are some here that are set not to show up to students. They only show up to me because I'm the admin. So don't worry about that. You set it properly. It's just a preview here. Now you can pretty this up. I know tons of people do. Um, I believe Leanne of Passive Income Superstars has a pretty one here. I'm very like function over style and pretty minimal with this stuff, so I leave it pretty simply. But if someone were to click on the SEO roadmap for travel bloggers, they'd be taken to the sales page for it. They could buy it if they hadn't already. If they bought it and they clicked on it, it would take them to the course. That's how this works. So yeah, that's all that. Um, bundles is where you can see the bundles you've created. So here I created one for Thanksgiving, or Thanksgiving, Jesus, for Black Friday um, to create one. This is a Learn Plus thing. Click Create, and then select whichever things. Um, it's best if they're in the same area. They don't have to be, to be honest. So I just like click whatever. Let's just say we do ebook, and then I think we had guest posting kit. There we go. Oh no, they can't be in different ones. Right, I did say that, didn't I? Create bundle. Oh, I need to name it. That's what I've done wrong. Ah, Nina. Okay, let's see then if it can be different ones. Yes, it can be. Okay, there we go. So now it shows which ones they are. Um, to edit it, this is just like what they're going to get. So what you do then is go back here, create a new product. I'm just going to skip through this quickly. We're not going to do a whole new product. But at the fulfillment section, when they get their membership site, you'll add them to um, this bundle, book one, and then they'll get the bundle. That's how that works. But like I said, it's not super important. And, and a way to work around that, honestly, is um, you would just make, like, copy whichever course is most extensive and then add the other stuff from the other one into it. It's not perfect, but it does the trick if you don't want to spend 129. 
or 27 or whatever. Now for students, I'm going to hide student data, um, but these are all of my students from wherever, so you can sort by all stuff or no stuff. Um, I didn't know it was that high. That's kind of exciting. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so yeah, you can see all of your students of all time. You can see who has disabled access. For me, those are people that I, so this is something I did with that trial period, I should have mentioned, is I had affiliates who I wanted to promote the stuff, who I found um, online, who had really good like posts about different um, travel blogging courses. And I said, would you promote mine? In exchange, you'll get a month free access to the course. Um, and these were like, significant bloggers that I knew had an audience and I vetted. Um, so I gave them a month of trial and then when they were done, I disabled them. So it's not like I had to ban anybody, thankfully, but yeah, it worked. It was quite nice. So here, when you have clients, you can see if they're active. When they first enrolled with you, um, you can filter by tags. So that's why we tag people. You can also um, give them access to something manually, suspend them from something temporarily, or revoke if they're causing problems. And when you view profile, you can see all of the stuff that they're currently enrolled in. You can see how much they've completed. So what feels like years ago now, um, I mentioned that you can, uh, you can give refunds. And I'll give refunds if it seems legit. One of the ways I can tell if it seems legit is did they go through 100% of the course and then ask for a refund? Typically, if they did that in like a week, they just didn't want to pay for the course. And then I'll just be like, okay, let's chat about, did it actually not work for you? If it didn't work and they like can explain to me why, for sure, um, for the ones that like have a refund policy. But if it's like the guest posting kit and they're like, oh, I added it by accident, I didn't mean to, but they went through the whole thing, then they got their money's worth. They're, it was seven bucks. They can, it was seven bucks, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, and then um, this is again where you can pause, disable, or unenroll people. And then you can give access to a course if I wanted to be like, hey, here's this thing. Or maybe it, this is also really good if like, let's say you did like a 2.0 version of something. Um, I know that Mike of Stupid Simple SEO did this when he did um, the Niche Site Academy 2.0. He get, like left us with the access to the old one, but also gave us access to the new one. And that was helpful because then you still got the older version if there were things that you wanted to refer to, but you had the updated one too. So back here, um, oh, I forgot to mention here, up at the top, you can edit their information, so you can add more tags, help them reset a password if they're having trouble, um, and change their email. What you can't do, people will ask you this sometimes, is to change their payment. So when people's cards um, expire, they're like, okay, can you add my new card? I don't know where to do it. You can't. We do not see any of their payment information other than the fact that they paid. I get to see, did they use PayPal or Stripe? Did they pay me? That's all I see. I do not see anyone's actual credit card details, um, which I think is better for our safety and for everyone's safety. So the way that they can fix that is when they get their invoice, at the bottom of the invoice, there's a thing there to change the payment. Um, it's confusing, I know, but that's how they do it. So if someone asks you ever, hey, oh my God, like my card got declined or whatever um, this month, maybe I didn't have enough in it, how do I change my payment? They go back to that original invoice. You can resend it if you need to. Resend the invoice, and then from there, they can see it at the bottom, and then they can get a link to go change it. Lastly, we have my team. So I have my copywriter here, my VAs on, I don't know why they're not on this account. Oh, they're on the other one, that's why. <laughs> Never mind. You can create a new user, uh, name, country, state, whatever. I didn't fill out any of the location information because I don't know it for most of my people. 
app permissions. Here you can like give them permissions for every specific thing, which is good. Product access, which ones can they do stuff on? And then do they get access to the courses as well? My team, I want them to learn from me, so I give them access, but also like she's writing the sales pages, she needs to see them. Um, and this will let them change stuff inside of them. Now we're gonna go to, yeah, I don't wanna save those. Um, Okay, so I have to cover some information here, but this is in the My Profile area. Um, so this is where in this notifications area, I wanted to address something quickly. You do want it to email you notifications when things happen. Number one, turning on the when sales happen, it's like money like raining into your inbox, even if it's like a freebie. It's really, really nice um, to get those, they put a smile on your face and like then it's something that you're actively tracking all the time. Um, I do include my business info and address in the receipts. That's because most countries require it from the invoice for tax purposes. So like in Canada, like I need to provide that to people. In the EU, they need that to like declare that as a business expense. So I just help everyone else, everyone out by having that. You will also want to set up two-factor authority or authentication, Jesus, for your site because you're dealing with people's money and um, you just want to be careful. So I recommend doing that. And then let's go to settings. So settings is where you can do a lot of stuff. So with integrations, that's where you'd add things like Stripe and PayPal. This is where you set them up. Um, then you add like MailerLite, MailChimp, whatever your thing is. You can even set up like Teachable and Demio um, for other like platforms that you have. You can set up Zapier if you need to, if for some reason things didn't connect. I just use MailerLite, Stripe, and PayPal. Um, and you just yeah integrate them and you're good to go basically. So you'll need a free account for them, but you don't need any fancy account at all. Back to settings. Blacklist is for people who, um, yeah, if someone's really belligerent to me and it's kind of a dick, I will blacklist them. I don't want their money. So like typically if someone um, got themselves banned from my email list, uh, they're getting blacklisted from my courses too. Uh, this is to ban them from like buying anything from you basically and they won't be able to. I think it's just, for the best, if there's somebody out there who's actively horrible to you, you don't want, like, I don't want their money. I'd rather they go elsewhere. I don't want to deal with that. Um, especially because typically they don't want the bigger stuff. So it's like, I definitely don't need your $7. We're okay. Account-wide settings are where you change settings for your account. So this is where you can do like how the invoices look, um, set up finance reporting. You can change your affiliate area. So like if you don't want it to recommend products to them, um, finances, you can choose when your financial year starts. Actually, not mine. I should change that. That's good to know. Um, yeah, and so we've got a lot of information here. Fraud protection is important. I do recommend having a uh, recaptcha enabled. I had a couple issues with fraud beforehand, and it does help. Um, you will need to like set it up, but it walks you through how to do that. Then you can verify your Facebook domain. That will help with running ads and stuff as well. With Thrivecart Learn area, you can like automatically select what the names and stuff are going to be for everything, the default language, uh, customer hub, same information they get, um, which email to contact you at, and a link to the hub, which is just like where their information is. Oh, so that, sorry, I should have also said, you could just send them this link if, like, if they're having trouble and they can't find that invoice. You could just copy this URL. Sorry, I should have said that too. But I find it's easier if it's like from their invoice because for some reason with the link sometimes they just don't go to it I don't know um, 
So with the C name as well, you can set up a custom domain name for your Thrivecart account. So that's what I was talking about where like mine shows up as ninaclapperton.thrivecart.com. You might want yours to say something different. And then over here, there's the support. They're pretty good to be honest. Like it is an email support system, but they get back pretty quickly. Um, I did have some problems with Loom in Thrivecart where each one of them would be like the other person is having the problem. I do believe the problem was with Loom in the end where it's just like, I don't know, I'm going to, I'm going to be trialing out some other options because I'm not hundred percent happy with Loom, but I don't know that like anyone's hundred percent happy with anything. So we'll see. Um, yeah. So over here as well, like you can uh, do that switch account just means that you'd switch. Like if you have an affiliate account already, you can switch to your affiliate account this way. And if you're a JV for anyone else's stuff. So that has been Thrivecart. We went through so much stuff. Um, oh, I just thought of one I already forgot to show you guys. In students, sorry, I should have said this before. At the bottom, you can download the CSV of these people if like, let's say you forgot to integrate them to your email list, or you can import students. So if you already had um, students from another platform, say Teachable or something, you would go SEO Roadmap for Travel Bloggers, next, upload the CSV file. And so then that would basically um, upload whatever file you downloaded from there. You download it, they'd be imported, or pardon me, import this file, you download, you'd import it. And I keep saying download, you import the file, and then they'd be added <laughs> to the thing. Um, you can add people manually. It's not super hard. It's not super easy. Um, one of the easiest ways to do it is just to give them a free coupon code over here. Um, but you can, where did it go? Where am I? There we go. Jesus Christ. I'm minorly out of my mind today. Sorry, I had a minor coughing fit there. Um, <laughs> we're good. There's just mold in my house and I'm allergic. Um, yeah, sorry. To add somebody to a course, like let's say you have a friend you want to let in for beta testing or something. You don't want them to have to go through the whole like check-in process or whatever, or check-out process with a free coupon. You can do that too. You can come here and get a quick link. QuickLink basically is a one-time code that is going to let someone into that site um, to try it out. It does expire um, and it'll let them create a student dashboard essentially. Um, copy login or URL here, I should have said that before too, is um, if you just want to send them the login to the course. So I do add that in to all of my like onboarding emails like, yay, welcome to the SEO roadmap. Here's the link to login, bookmark it, whatever. Um, but they will find it if they came to my Thrivecart generally. But what some people do is they'll accidentally send people the product URL, the like checkout product, um, but then they're going to be pr prompted to like check out again. And that's not right. We want to send them to like the actual membership URL. Okay, I think I've covered literally everything there is here. Like I said, I don't use Thrivecart for memberships yet, but that's something I'm launching soon. So I will be, and I will probably add a new one on about how to use Thrivecart for that. Um, yeah, I would say you don't need Learn Plus unless you're going to run a ton of bundles. If you are importing a bunch of students from another platform, it's definitely worth it. Otherwise, you have to like, yeah, do them manually and that's a terrible idea. Um, but if you're just getting started, you probably only need the normal Thrivecart Pro, um, which comes with Learn for free, just not Learn Plus. <laughs> it's weird, I know. Um, yeah, and I would say if you're planning to do like a live course, like I do really like Thrivecart for this stuff. I've been really enjoying it. I find it really easy to use. Um, it, unlike Teachable, it doesn't, yeah, it's not a monthly cost. And like same with Kajabi, they're very expensive. They're determined both on like how much content you have and how much, um, how many users you have. 
and I don't necessarily want to pay thousands of dollars a month when I could pay $600 one time and then never be charged again because um, I've made my money back on Thrivecart like dozens of times over as we know I'm bad at math but I know it's dozens um, and yeah it's been a really great experience with them they are really helpful and there's minor bugs but like nothing is massive and the great thing is because they're still growing when you find bugs or like things like where you used to have to like save and exit you couldn't just save they fix that so like you tell them and they will work on fixing it and that's really great um so yeah i really enjoy it and if you are thinking about um starting a course or um your ebooks are getting out of control i'm going to leave my affiliate link um below or above wherever it shows up uh, if you would like to use it to get Thrivecart, I'd appreciate, um, especially if you watched this whole video and I was the one who sold you on it. If you have questions, uh, let me know in the comments. And yeah, this was crazy long and I didn't mean for it to be, but there was a lot to go over and I'd rather do it all at once than um, break this up into 400 videos. So, hope you have a great day.